To those listening, welcome, as we explore wonders and mysteries and journey into the realm of unknown. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of the Realm of Unknown. And if you're looking at the title of this episode, you're probably bit curious as to what the little tack on is at the very end uh before we get into that just for everyone who is not aware of the podcast the realm of unknown is a paranormal podcast focusing on all sorts of strange oddities mysteries supernatural things and whatnot from across the globe and all the oddities that come about with it so yeah it's pretty much your standard run-of-the-mill supernatural podcast that talks about spooky stuff However, if you are someone who is familiar with the show, you are probably, like I said at the beginning, a bit confused as to what the title is. You're like, hey, is this a bonus series from the Patreon? Is this a, you know, upload during a down week? No. Uh, So moving forwards, I want to conduct something that I've been kind of thinking about in the background, something that has been shifted around a bit when it comes to the theming of a podcast that has ultimately, I think, settled into a good position with this shift on my end. So, today's episode falls under the umbrella of a keystone curiosity. Uh, The name is cheesy, I know, but that is the name I am going with, and I am going to stick with it. Ultimately, what it is, is a collection of stories located and focused here in Pennsylvania, the Keystone State. And it's going to range from ghost stories, odd locations, uh, supernatural accounts, UFO sightings, unsolved mysteries, and just weird locations in the state of Pennsylvania. It's something that I have wanted to do for a while. We've done it for a lot of episodes in the past. And I think my focus on wanting to do Pennsylvania stories, uh, for the most part, has deprived the opportunity for other stories to be focused on in the podcast. Stories, you know, outside of PA, outside of the country, et cetera, et cetera. And this is how I'm going to be handling it from now on. Uh, The Keystone Curiosities are going to be a Tuesday upload that is going to be a bit more sporadic here and there. It's just going to be a bonus thing that is ultimately provided to the podcast overall and doesn't fully have a schedule to it, but will be uploaded on Tuesdays. Uh, I will try to do every Tuesdays, but this is going to be the more like fluid type episodes. And then the typical episodes, the ones that are not associated with the Keystone Curiosity series, is going to shift into Saturday uploads, which is going to be your typical you know, episode of the Realm of Unknown Episode count-wise, they're just going to keep going up because whatever. (laughs) I I don't want to organize things too heavily. But yeah, so Keystone Curiosities on Tuesdays for anyone who wants to listen to that. And then the typical Realm of Unknown episodes, which are now going to be a bit broader overall in their topic base, are going to be the weekend Saturday uploads. So you guys are going to get some extra goodies here and there, and I hope you guys do enjoy because I've got a long list of PA stuff that is now shifted over into this series that I am looking forward to 
get it to tackle and be able to actually tell you guys. And uh, that starts with today and uh, today's episode with the focus on the Hawk Mountain area, which we will get into right now. So there are a few stories that are told surrounding the area of Hawk Mountain, which Hawk Mountain is a mountain ridge associated with the Blue Mountain Range in the Appalachian mountain chain here in PA. If you're familiar with the area, it's relatively in central eastern uh, PA, out near Redding and Allentown area. It's honestly not too far from where I'm at. Over in Philly, uh, Allentown, Reading area is roughly a two-hour drive, give or take. Most of the uh, towns that border or are associated with the uh, Appalachian Mountain Range here in PA are roughly two hours away from Philly, uh, if you need that as a base point. Um, But the area in question that we are going to be talking about today, the uh, Hawk Mountain, also has a uh, is also housing the Hawk Mountain Sanctuary, which is a wild bird sanctuary over in Albany Township, as well as extending into East Brunswick Township as well. And this particular building and the land that it is situated on is going to be the main focal point for today's discussions. The most popular legend involves an innkeeper by the name of Matthias Schembecker, who is also often referred to as Schembach. However, that's not his last name. In some versions of the story, that is. The tavern that he operated still exists. It's located along Hawk Mountain Road. And the local lore claims that many of those who spend the night, or did spend the night, in the Schembecker taverns never actually left and that Schambecker was the one who ultimately killed them and robbed them for their belongings. Story goes that on his deathbed, Schambecker supposedly confessed to killing a number of travelers and individuals who stopped by his tavern and disposed of their remains in one of the many wells that dotted the property. Many of the stories go on to state that those that he killed were supposedly turned into a quote-unquote special sausage that was served often to the guests that stayed at the tavern. However, despite all of these rumors, there is really no evidence that Schembecker was a serial killer or a killer in any sense of the word. This many individuals, as the story claims, were to disappear without, you know, any word, any trace whatsoever, that would certainly raise some alarms. However, there was no newspaper coverage. From what we can determine, there was no legal action taken upon uh, Schrambecker. And this was back in the 1800s, so it's not too far back that we would not have any records of this, and we just don't. Because from all sorts of accounts, there really is none to actually find. Now, a number of sources do say that over the years, pieces of bones have been discovered on the property. But keep in mind, despite that being mysterious in air quotes, this is over several years. We are up in the mountains. We're up in the woods. Uh, This is a rather large property, uh, it's base-wise. And again, 
we're in the woods. There is no verified evidence that these bones were human in nature and can very easily be a variety of animals that could either wander into the area and die or scavengers brought bits and pieces of them onto the property and over the years, as is stated, they just happen to become bones that are found by passerbys. Now, the stories surrounding uh, Schrambecker don't end here. Uh, however, the ones with him killing people do. Uh, but there are a lot of varieties in relation to his burial. So when he died, uh, he was ultimately buried in the New Bethel Cemetery. And his grave at the time, according to one story, supposedly was struck by lightning. Now, another version has it that the lightning struck the nearby coffin that he was in, and the, uh, this scared the pallbearers so much that they ran away from the event. And the coffin hit the ground, Schrombecker's body rolled out and fell into his already dug grave, face down. And the remaining crowd was just like, you know what, just bury him, we're done. And they buried him like that. And in a third account of the story, uh, he was buried, you know, no worries, nothing, not, without a hitch, uh, no lightning or anything struck his coffin, nothing struck him. However, the moment that he was buried and his gravestone was erected, the gravestone was struck by lightning and exploded into a, allegedly, million little pieces. So... Strange oddities, I cannot confirm any of these accounts uh, as being true, but it is a rumor that is continuing to this day. So the inn and tavern that he operated that we discussed earlier with the rumors alleging that he was a serial killer are now or is now a part of the Hawk Mountain Sanctuary that we discussed early in the beginning being a bird sanctuary. And it's rumored to be haunted with a number of ghosts, a lot of ghosts in this area. Some have claimed that his victims haunt the tavern, but again, there's no evidence that he actually did kill anyone. Others have claimed to hear people speaking in German and the sound of somebody crying in the distance. There are reports of objects moving on their own and some disappearing only to reappear later elsewhere within the tavern. But one of the most popular spirits or stories of a spirit involves that of a young girl who is seen roaming the building. Uh, she is the alleged daughter of a previous tavern owner, supposedly the tavern owner after Matthias, and she died after falling down a set of stairs. And according to the legend, she had died while playing with a toy whistle when she tripped and fell down the staircase into the basement, and many still see her spirit along with the sound of a phantom whistle being played off pretty much all over the uh, residence, and that's very creepy. Now, of course, there are also those who claim to see uh, Schoenbecker's ghost themselves, who allegedly chases trespassers away from the tavern, those who claim to see his spirit state that he is wielding a bloody hatchet. However, once more, there is no evidence that he actually did kill anyone, but again, who knows? 
Although the tavern is forever connected to Matthias Schembecker, the supernatural events that are connected to the tavern and the property itself actually date pretty far back. Uh, he purchased it from a family who originally built it, and it was constructed by a Jacob Gerhardt in 1793. So roughly maybe two decades, three decades before uh, Matthias bought it. And Jacob has his own tragic story. Uh, as a child, he was the sole survivor of his family after his family was massacred by a uh, group of Delaware uh, Native Americans in 1790, or 1756, so about 40 years before he built the property. Uh, the victims did include Jacob's parents, a, uh, another woman of the family, I cannot determine if it's a family friend or a relative, along with Jacob's six uh, siblings. So keep in mind, this wasn't like a specifically targeted attack. This wasn't just like an out of the blue thing that the local Delaware tribes decided to just kill this random family. Uh, at this given point in time and in this area, there was conflict with the natives as there often was because you know, colonialists encroached on their land. But at this specific time, the French were also stirring up a lot of trouble with uh, a lot of the local tribes like the Lenin and Lenape, as well as the Delawares. And uh, the Delawares just happened to attack this family uh, during that era of uh, chaos, essentially. So once more, Jacob was the only uh, survivor. He would return years later to the area in order to build a tavern nearby his childhood home. And that would become the tavern that we talk about today. And legend goes that the even though they're not associated with the tavern, again, this was 40 years after their death, the other family members of the Gerdharts are supposedly linked with the surrounding area of the mountain. Uh, their spirits are often seen roaming about, kind of just aimlessly wandering, searching for something as I don't know if they had peace, who knows. Uh, but they're in total, nine spirits are supposedly wandering the woods around this area. There are other spirits that are seen to just randomly roam around the mountain uh, for a variety of reasons and have all sorts of stories associated with them. Uh, there are mysterious screams out into the night. Many people see lights dancing amongst the trees at night. There are phantom voices. If you're out there alone, oftentimes people see that and report that. And vehicles would suddenly die for no apparent reason when driving through the area. Now, there is another spirit that is very commonly associated with the area, and this one is spotted roaming the mountain, similar to the others, uh, and is said to be the 10-foot spirit of a Native American. Uh, not really sure who this person is, um, but the legend maintains that he guards an ancient ceremonial circle that the Delawares used when they inhabited the area. And many people report that the gigantic figure walks up and along the road that passes through the sanctuary. And that is why he is often seen in the area. Now, he's also seen, again, on this road uh, being Hawk Mountain Road 
often by drivers and people passing through the area. He's reported but many times by people on the, uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, the Kitakini Ridge. Uh, and there is some deviation here. A lot of accounts say that he emanates a evil, quote-unquote, aura, and a very frightening and intimidating aura. I will add in the caveat that perhaps he is upset with people, and if he is supposedly guarding a, you know, ceremonial ritual area that was you know, worshipped and uh, protected by his people, and now there's just random people there, perhaps he's just not happy. You know, very reasonable. <laughs> very, very reasonable. Um, I, I just don't know, understand why sources always seem to indicate it as evil, even though they also clarify that, hey, this is just a Native American man spirit. So it seems kind of odd uh, and probably a little racist. And there is one final spirit that I want to talk about. Um, that's not the spirit of an individual. It's not a spirit of, you know, someone who lived there or a native individual. Um, this is the spirit of a bird. More particularly, it's dubbed the ghost bird, but in general, it's just a spectral bird often seen uh, as a glowing spirit within the area. And it's rather large in size. Uh, this spirit is massive in some reports and uh the spirit is supposedly able to shapeshift into a variety of bird species a number of birds of preys uh pigeons sparrows etc however regardless as to what it shifts into its size remains massive overall like it always stays big and uh there's just an interesting thing uh if you do look up the hawk mountain it's going to be one of the more prevalently linked um, spirits or oddities that occur there. And the mountain, uh, to give it some credit in the creepy department uh, on the sad side as well, uh, there are some uh, unsolved deaths that are attributed to the area, uh, one in which was an unidentified man discovered in 1977, However, the most notable death connected to the mountain is the murder of a, ironically, another Matthias, uh, this being Matthias Berger. And Berger was a devoted Catholic who lived in a hut, which most people describe as being fairly similar to the look and feel of a teepee. And uh, he built this along the old Catawissa Road, and Berger mostly stayed to himself throughout, you know, final years and many people who knew him didn't or weren't aware of any enemies that he may have had uh so this story also takes place in the 19 uh, 1800s uh more towards the tail end uh as in june uh 29th of 1890 harry mall who was a local resident at that time stopped by berger's place and found that the herbert was the herbert the uh, hermit was missing and that the little hut area that he had was in disarray. Mole gathered some people and they began to search for Berger. Later on, they would discover his lifeless body uh, lying face down in a pile of rocks. His body was taken to Reading 
and they gave him a proper burial. And upon investigation, it was determined that most likely robbery was the culprit behind his death and that his murder likely took place three weeks prior to his body being discovered. And it was ultimately determined as well that Berger was chased through the woods uh, for roughly two miles before he was ultimately killed. And his murder is unknown. No one knew, knows who chased him or who killed him. Uh, and he, his murder remains a mystery to this day. There are no associated spirits that I can determine that are linked to Matthias Berger. Uh, but his story is very much associated with the Hawk Mountain area, uh, especially since it's an odd, unsolved murder. And uh, that's it. That's all we have for today. Uh, there are a few, obviously, more individual accounts of spirit sightings and paranormal reports from Hawk Mountain. You can find a lot of them on you know forums online, comments within social media posts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Uh, but it's just a rather beautiful area if you do want to check it out. The Poconos slash, you know, Appalachian Range and PA is, fairly, for me at least, it's it's a very, very nice area of beautiful mountain range, beautiful forests and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that very first installment. Um, like I said, this is not a normal episode of The Realm of Unknown, even though it feels like one. Uh, but this is technically the first installment of a Keystone Curiosities. Um, if you guys did enjoy this and you wish for me to continue, I definitely have a very, very long list of things to look into. But if you guys do have any of your own uh, stories or locations that you wish me for me to look into here in PA, the Keystone State, please feel free to forward it over to me. You can reach me on all sorts of social medias or realmofunknown at gmail.com. And if you wish to help support the podcast in any which way, you can do so over on our Patreon. That's realm or patreon.com forward slash realmofunknown. There is a one, three, and $5 tier list that gets you bonus episodes, monthly polls, behind the scenes goodies, and some extra fun stuff from investigations that I've been on from the local haunts of the area. So if you want to go check that out, that's again, patreon.com forward slash realm of unknown. Or if you can't support financially, I totally get it. It's a rough time, but there is another way you can help out. And that is by leaving a review, uh, preferably a five star, preferably, but I understand uh, on places such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Uh, I know Good Pods is another place I found that has review rankings. Not all places do. Uh, but yeah, I would deeply appreciate that, and it really does go a long way in helping to let this continue uh, for me to provide extra goodies to you guys. And with that, without a further ado, we are wrapping up today's episode. I hope you guys had a awesome time learning about the Hawk Mountain here in Pennsylvania and all of the haunts associated with it. And until next time, guys, remember to stay spooky. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank、you